0: Welcome to Europe First Minisodes, raw, unedited, and just me sharing thoughts and ideas. I hope you find this a valuable little toolkit to contemplate today. I was listening to a therapist interviewed a few days ago. And I was so taken by her because she just boiled it all the way down. Instead of coming up with like the the three steps to feeling better or whatever that we're so used to hearing, she was like, here's the deal. You should feel good every morning. You should wake up and feel good about your day. You should be excited about your day. And if you don't, something is wrong. Period. End of sentence. And I was like, yes, right we're meant to feel good. We're not meant to feel shitty and bummed out and over it before we even start the day. We're not meant to wake up and feel like we have to survive the next 12 hours before we can self-medicate and check out again, right? So it was like, yes. And I love that she just made it so simple. You should feel good. And be excited about your day and of course there's going to be like off days there's going to be things that sincerely bum us out or or throw us off but in general as a matter of course we should feel good and be excited about our day and look forward to the things in our day right well up until a few years ago i would say that was almost never the case for me Um, I had chronic body aches, low grade sadness, acne. I would wake up and my first thought of the day was, well, here we go. (laughs) Right? Like I felt victimized by my day straight up. I had filled my life with so many things that I didn't want to do, but thought I should that my day just consisted of getting through it and self-sacrificing so that everybody else was taken care of from beginning to end. Like nobody was excluded from that description. I did that with my family, my clients, my friendships, every every aspect of my life felt like an obligation, right? And so that manifested in, in my body in really bad ways. Like I was constantly at the chiropractor because my lower back was locked up. I was always seeking out a massage for like some temporary fix because my shoulder was so in pain and I would get shooting pains up into my neck and in my head. I was always popping Advil. I was finishing the day with cocktails because boy, did I need to take the edge off. Boy, did I need to check out, right? I was binging media. Um. I really was just patching myself together, and I was way too young to be doing that. And so I would say that this was a solid couple of decades of just feeling like crap. So the blessed pandemic was such a great pause button on that because it took away a lot of stressors and obligations that were causing me to feel this way. And I honestly started doing yoga as in. A way to begin my day, just so I felt like I'd accomplished something. You know that doer mind that says you're nothing unless you've done something. Well, I was like, all right. Well, what am I going to do? I I don't have to get up and get the kids to school, and I don't have to get myself to work. I do have to work, and the kids do need to go to school, but we're doing all this from home. So, let's just check a box first thing in the morning with ten or fifteen minutes of yoga, and that check in made me realize how sincerely like crap I felt pretty much all the time. So it allowed me to check in and start breathing. And breathing was such a, a revelation for me. I didn't realize how little I actually breathed. I, I was always fighting off low-grade panic attacks. And in those little panicky moments I was trying to grasp breath and that was really a management of my anxiety more than it was a a moment of really feeding myself the breath that I need so I was amazed that when I started the day before I got into a panicky or stressful situation If I started the day by really truly breathing into these places that hurt and in stretching my body and getting my circulation going and stimulating my metabolism and all of these things, I was like, oh, well, maybe I could volunteer for a lot less of the things that make me not feel like I can breathe through the day. So I was really actually through yoga learning how to breathe, which sounds so funny, but when I checked in with my body first and identified some of these aches and pains, the next step of that was actually a form of meditation. I wasn't intentionally meditating every morning, but what I was doing was checking in with my mind and saying, what are you thinking that isn't serving you? Like, what is your mindset that makes you think you need to volunteer for all of this shit that doesn't serve you? what do you believe about yourself that makes you want to do all of those other things? And the answer was really simple. And probably, I I would argue a universal mentality for a lot of women, especially my age with children and, and work and all of the things, is that I felt like I needed to show up in a way that made me more lovable. If I saved the day if I volunteered for things I didn't want to, if I said yes to everything, or all the things that I thought made me feel and look more valuable, that I would get better love in return. I knew I was loved, but I didn't feel loved in the way that I actually needed to be loved. And so here was the revelation for me. When I was checking in with my body, checking in with my mind, it was like, oh, I'm not actually loving myself. So how can I expect other people to love me the way I need to to be loved when I'm not even showing up for me. I'm not even, I don't even know how I need to be loved. I am deciding that I need to be loved in all kinds of ways that don't even serve me. So how can anybody show up and actually love me the way I want to be loved? And a lot of that thinking came from the idea that if I just push through, if I just did this thing, if I just got through the weekend, if I just got through the week, then Something would give, something would come to save me. And I always thought that something needed to come first before I could be better, feel better, do better. So for me, that was like, if we just had X number of dollars in the bank, everything will change. If I get a promotion, everything will change. If my husband has a better job and he's happier, everything will change. Maybe we just need a longer vacation. And honestly, nothing was ever enough because I kept borrowing from the future to fix today. I kept saying, I'll just keep doing things in the way that don't serve me or my family or really anything about my life, and I'll hope that someday that will turn into something that will fix or save us, which now looking back makes me go, wow, yeah, no. Uh, so that was the third thing, uh, yoga, then a mental check in every morning. And then I was like, okay, well, if I am craving a different future and a different reality, tomorrow, next month, next year, what do I need to do today to create that? What tiny little step can I do today to create the future I actually want? And that really required me to think about what it was I wanted in my future. But also, it required me to cut away all the fat and the and the stupidity and the shit that I invited in. And it made me get really bare bones about what it was that would bring me joy today and tomorrow. And here's the crazy thing. Those ended up being the same thing. What brought me joy today, what made me feel better about myself today was what would actually create my better future tomorrow. And so if wanting more space and quiet time was what I was hoping the more money and promotion and all the other things would get me, what could I do today to create that right now? Because I can't create something into my future unless I invite it in today. So I was like, okay, well, maybe that's a matter of actually stopping and eating lunch, which I never really did. There was never enough time in the day for everything that I needed to do. I had a full-time job and children. So forget about eating lunch, forget about coffee breaks, forget about doing anything even remotely satisfying for me. I had too much to do. And there were too many people relying on me and I just had to get it done as fast as possible, as quick as possible, every day, all day. It spit me out at the end of the day, feeling worse, obviously, and feeling really unsatisfied about what I was producing in my day because I wasn't actually getting anything done. I was just in one big long fire drill. So I was like, well, what if I slowed down and what if the... If there actually isn't enough hours in the day to get done what I need to get done, then maybe I need to do less. So let me, let me start doing less by actually just doing less. So I started saying, I'm going to actually take a lunch break. I'm going to breathe in that lunch break. I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat slowly. I'm going to drink a glass of water. And then I'm going to resume my work. And whatever doesn't get done at the end of the day wasn't meant to be done. And that really allowed me to create a much more serious priority list in my day, not only with work and what absolutely had to happen there, but with my family and what absolutely had to happen there. But at the very top of that list was what do I need and what is absolutely necessary for me today. And that really was a a revolution in my life because that, that allowed me to prioritize myself. But in the end, it cut away all the things that didn't really matter. And so these were just the simple things that I did every morning that started to create a real landslide in my life around prioritizing and around what inviting in things that actually would produce the future that I really wanted. And so This is what I do still today, almost three years later, every morning to feel good. And sometimes it's like two or three minutes of each thing. Sometimes it's not in a row. Sometimes I crank out like that 10 minutes of yoga and I breathe and I get centered in my body and then I go get the kids out the door and then I come back and I have my moment of meditation and my moment of like envisioning the future. Sometimes envisioning the future happens at the end of the day. Sometimes it happens at the end of the week it's really an imperfect process. But at the end of the day, literally, what I am continually coming back to and prioritizing is, am I doing this at all? Am I am I intentionally prioritizing these things? When I say these are the non negotiables in my life, there's an, ac- an incredible accumulation of of these good things that happen and in and an accumulation of making better choices that start with these little infinitesimal steps every morning. So at the at the end of the day, literally, this is what I prioritize. These are the very first things on my to-do list. These are the very first things in the forefront of my mind. Because when I get myself sorted out, and I get myself feeling good, then everything is improved. Food tastes better. Conversations are better. Interactions with other people are better. Choices around relationships are automatically improved because I feel better. I actually feel full of energy because those aches and pains don't plague me anymore. And these bad choices don't plague me anymore. And it really does. It's like this self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like, I'm going to feel better And then the choices to get that happening present themselves every day, every single day we are presented with choices to feel, do, and be better. And we just have to say yes to those. And in the process of saying yes, naturally it crowds out the things that we should say no to. And it's really a miraculous practice. It really is. And it doesn't take that much time. It doesn't take that much effort. It just takes a matter of prioritizing it. And when you prioritize it for just a minute, it it sends this wave of change into your life. I really encourage you to try it. It's an amazing thing. I'm going to go do it. Talk to you soon. If you found this episode valuable, please feel free to share and leave a comment below so I know you are here. Until next time.